0: Hello and welcome to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. I am your anchor host and so happy that you are with us yet again this week. I am delighted to have as my co-host this week the lovely Susan Bollinger and the lovely Dale Rutman. And our topic this week is silent rituals and we're going to talk a lot about today how we manage in our lives to be connected to the to the divine and to universal energy in ways that we may not often conceptualize as rituals in our lives. So welcome Dale and Susan. Thank you, Thank Deb. Thank you for having us. Yes. <laughs> I'm Thank so you. Happy we were here. This is great. Okay. So when we uh were brainstorming the ideas for this Uh, podcast episode on silent rituals Uh, Susan can I ask you to start us off and tell us a little bit about where where you were coming from with this notion as we were talking about it
1: certainly thank you I believe that we all have daily routines in our life, we kind of have a pattern that that we've worked out that works for us, whether it's getting up and getting ready for work, whether it's getting up and getting the kids ready, a combination of those things, just all the tasks and chores that we do on a daily basis. I think that sometimes when we start to talk about rituals and spirituality and meditation, people stop and try and figure out where in their schedule they can put one more thing, one more thing to do. But if you change the you look at some of those routines, you can either create very small silent is what I call them rituals because nobody knows you're doing them except you, and I think if you examine your day through this way of looking at it you'll realize that you probably already do some little rituals every day that are part of connecting you to spirit
0: that don't require you to stop and set aside a block of time to do something
1: yes my yes. understanding exactly it? Yeah. Okay. exactly
0: yes <laughs> Because often when I teach a class and, and students will say to me, please tell us you're not going to tell us we've got to meditate. And I can feel the eye rolling, you know. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. often they say, I don't have time to meditate. You know, I hear that so often, you know. Right, so, so, right. What's, uh, so, Dale, what's your take on this concept?
2: Well, when we we took up this, this idea of um, having a podcast about this, my first thought was I don't I don't do any silent rituals. And then I started observing myself and I realized that I really do. And um one of the things that I noticed that I did was every morning in the shower, I always with the water coming down on top of my head, I always envision golden white light coming down as my as my protection for the day, and I imagine that, and then I do, you know, I do that first thing in the morning, and then I feel like I am protected all day from the negativity of the world, uh, from anything dark, um, and I radiate it out, not just for my, for myself I do it, but I radiate it out, I swirl it around to my home, my family, my community, my um, out and as far as the world and the universe. And so I realized that in a way that was a silent ritual that I do that I really have never discussed with anyone. Um, And and, and so that was my own ritual that I do for myself, and I do that first thing in the morning. So Mm -hmm. Uh I guess I do have one. Or, or two or three. <laughs> yes. you probably do.
0: And and as we go through this hour together, we'll probably have a lot more discussion about things that we can say. Oh yeah, about that. I do that too. You know. Yeah. So, so yes. what's one that you do? Thank you, Dale.
1: I I like to to get up in the morning, and the first thing I do when I put my feet up on the floor is is raise my arms up over my head, stretching. But as I stretch, I also realize that my hands are uplifted, my palms are open. And in a very similar way to Dale's early morning shower ritual, I I am envisioning uh, the four directions, uh, air, fire, water, earth, and spirit surrounding me and and ask them to, to guide me through my day. And it's a very small thing but but it kind of sets the tone for the day. And and as Dale said, it it does. It makes you feel protected. It makes you feel guided. It makes you feel as though spirit is present with you the rest of the day. Absolutely. I do
0: a very similar thing to you too. But um, you know, as as you all certainly know and, and some of our listeners may know, I had a little help scare this past spring and Uh, i realized that in some ways i had not been as diligent about my connection to universal energy as i could have been so when i wake up in the morning and as i come into consciousness which takes a few minutes uh the first thing i do is and i'm still in bed at this point i haven't gotten out of bed i just take a big long slow deep breath and i say thank you just thank you and then um, I get up and come in and put the kettle on to make coffee. And while the coffee is making, I stand in my kitchen and look out at the window at the water and say thank you again. And I do a grounding exercise while I'm waiting on the coffee to boil. And <clears throat> for folks who are not familiar with that idea, it's um, it's really very simple. It's some deep breathing in that same position that Susan was talking about of stretching in that your feet are flat on the floor and your arms are raised. And I envision tree roots growing out of the bottom of my feet and connecting to the trees around me, to the earth around me, and that those roots then connect to others and others and others so that I am grounded and connected to all that is in earth energy. And at the same time that I am sending out and requesting connection to others in the earth that same energy is coming back into me and flowing up through my body and out my hands and I'm sending that same kind of connectedness and loving energy out into the rest of the world and then when I get in the shower
2: after what Dale I was gonna say that's just beautiful I mean that visualization that I have in my mind as you speak it is just just beautiful I love it I absolutely love it thank you
0: it, it is for me. It's real helpful. And, and it's, you know, and I'm doing this while the coffee's making, and, and I have to have coffee before I get in the shower. And so I have coffee, and I just sit and breathe and just kind of be for a bit. And then when I get in the shower, I do something very similar to what you do, Dale, except that I also envision the water changing colors so that it's balancing mm-hmm. and aligning my chakras. Mm-hmm and that any gunk that's gotten on me during the night is washed out and purified through, through the water. Um, oh. so, so that's kind of my morning ritual that, and certainly I can't speak that early in the morning, so it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty silent really, except for those two words. Thank you. But I do say out loud. Well, Dale, I mean, I'd out. so
2: important?
0: Say what, Dale? I'm yes, sorry.
1: Yes, it is.
2: I, I think gratitude is so important, and I think that thank you is, are two of the most powerful words that anyone can say. And um, I don't know if we say thank you to the universe enough, you know. Um, they're two very positive words that I believe that the more we say thank you and we accept, the more things we are able to bring in that are positive. hmm Mm -hmm. that's true
0: Susan where were you going?
1: I was just wanting to point out that that lovely grounding ritual you described while you're waiting for the, the coffee kettle in the morning is the type of thing that can take as much time or as little time as you have available to you it takes just a moment to Send roots down, send energy up, and get on with your day if you don't really have the time to stand there and wait for the coffee kettle. Some people put the mm-hmm. kettle on and then have to go get somebody dressed or change a diaper, change a diaper, or find socks for somebody and come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think some of us forget what a le- luxury it is to just stand and wait for that kettle. So, I, yeah, I just wanted to point out that that can be a very quick thing. And then Dale's thank you, that, does, that takes a second, literally.
0: True. True, you know, and in, in Emoto, in his work uh, looking at the consciousness of water, discovered that the two words that most positively impacted water crystals were love and gratitude. That those two words
1: were mm,
0: mm-hmm. the ones that created the amazingly beautiful water crystals.
2: You know,
1: yeah.
2: I have well, a container of. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dale. <laughs>
1: No, no, All no. right, we, I'm we both start, are so excited. I'm, okay, I've got a call on. Yes,
0: for Deb, I've got a call on you. That'll solve this. Okay,
2: <laughs> they'll go. Okay, no, um, we, you know, I think about uh, what Susan said about having time. You know, taking time, and it only takes as as little time or as, as much time as you have. You know, to dedicate to it, and. You know, I have people asking me all the time, well, you know, how do you do that? Um, I just don't have any time. And, and I know this sounds very, not very uh, refined, but I'll say sometimes, don't you ever have to go to the bathroom? Don't you have to pee? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> what are you doing? What are you thinking about? <laughs> that, I know you take time out for that. You could you could go to the bathroom, and while you're doing that, you know, you could say, I'm putting a white light around me, or you know, I'm saying, you know, they could say thank you, or they could have gratitude. So, you don't say you don't ever have time. So, you know, just a little tip there, if you say you don't ever, because, you know, I know we all must have to do that. So, um that's just one way you could do it or carpool was another one uh lots of mothers who do nothing all day but drive carpool and that's a wonderful way to as you clean your chakras you know deb um yeah you can sit in the car and and do that but um and and that is a way to get your ritual in or get your protection in or or something like that so um there are ways you can kind of sneak it in if you are that busy. And, and and like Susan said, you know, it only takes, you know, a few minutes or just a, a small amount of time. So um, it really can be done. It can be done as much as you want to do it, really, in a short amount of time. But, true,
0: true. And, and I think part of, part of what's evolving in this conversation for me is is inviting folks to really examine their relationship with time. Oh yeah. Because you know we we I remember reading one day a I, uh, I think it was on Facebook and it said we all have exactly the same number of hours in a day as Oprah has, and I think at mm-hmm. that right. time Oprah was like you know the big the biggest thing that going. Well, it's true we do. Uh, you know, and how we use it and how we relate to it uh, really does matter. Um, So just just a thought there. Susan, I'm sorry, where were you going, ma'am?
1: Well, I'm just going to follow up on a couple of things each of you has said. Number one, I have the same number of days in the day as Oprah does, but she doesn't have four children, and she has help at home if she needs it, and... (laughs)
2: and secretaries and managers
1: and she has staff <laughs> I, don't, I don't have staff and she probably no, does not can't have do. to pee <laughs> 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 and getting what is talking to Dale about that you all know I'm a nurse And when I go to the bathroom and I pee, I am eternally grateful that I, number one, have the physical ability to do it, and number two, I can do it alone without help. And I'm serious about that. I know you are. (laughs) I am serious about that.
0: I know you are.
1: Uh, And you're right. It is a huge gift. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it truly, it really is, and and it's something that we take for granted. I think, especially when we're younger and 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 our, we haven't had any challenges to our body at all, or or spent a lot of time around those who have challenges. It's it's something that we understandably just take for granted. So I just wanted to point that out. Also, with the thank you, I know part of part of what we're talking about is is rethinking how you do things and maybe changing your routine just a little bit you can take three index cards write thank you on it with a sharpie stick one up by your bathroom mirror stick one up by the sink in the kitchen and stick one up by your bed at night and then when your eyes fall on it until you kind of develop that habit you can remember oh yeah thank you and and that's that's just a little a little cue And about water, another little ritual people can do, I have a container of water in my refrigerator. Deb, you were talking about Emoto. And I have put little sticky notes on it. Happy faces, thank you, gratitude. Just so that that's always there to remind me, as well as the water, how much I appreciate having fresh, clean water at my disposal 24-7. Uh, true,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so gratitude really does uh, evolve from consciousness and, and rituals and an awareness of time and awareness of the flow and direction of our energies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think That the small rituals that we do every day include space and and tangible objects around us I love for example and Susan you can probably speak to this better than I can if you would is the notion of just touching the mezuzah in the door if in the Jewish tradition in the door frame I I love that can will you speak to that
1: sure sure Um, A mezuzah is a little case, and by little, I mean they can be very large or they can be very small, but they're very narrow, so they fit on a doorpost. And they're placed, as you enter your home, they're placed on the right. And inside of this little case is a scroll that has an Old Testament. Bible verse, and typically it has been written by hand by a scribe in Hebrew, and I believe the verse is the one that says that to love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, and about teaching it while you're sitting in your house and teaching it to your children and this being the the greatest thing. So traditionally in, in in the Orthodox household, you kiss your fingers and touch that mezuzah every time you go in or out that door. And it's one of those rituals, if you're Jewish, that reminds you who you are. It reminds you of what is important to you And it reminds you of the connection to your tradition that goes back thousands of years. So it's a very tiny, sometimes mindless ritual. And by mindless, I mean the things we do with our bodies sometimes are just habit and you don't realize you did it or didn't do it. But the intent is to remind you of who you are and where you came from and what you believe.
2: I is it like it. a blessing, Susan? Is it is it like a is it like a a blessing or is it it's more like a prayer?
1: I think it's more like a prayer because I don't okay. believe, in, in my understanding of it, there's no association of protection. There, although I could certainly see. This. It could be construed that way as well, but as I say, in, in my mind it's it's the uh, fulfillment of what's interpreted as a commandment, and that you post this on the door of your home that this is what you believe and this is who you are
0: oh, nice. I believe
1: the verse comes from Deuteronomy, but I'm not
0: sure about that.
1: probably. Um, I think every all of that comes from Deuteronomy, I think you're right.
0: I, I, I own I own several mezuzahs, um, and uh, one one came from the synagogue gift shop in our town. Uh, another one is a beautiful pottery one, Susan. You may remember having seen it on the door uh, at my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful pottery one, and it's it's larger. It's probably oh, it's probably four or five inches long. Um, and and even though I'm not Jewish, I I love and really respect that, um, that tradition and have always had a mazuzo on the door frames for a long
1: time,
0: a long time. Uh, but I also, so thank you for that. I, I also think that we do silent rituals just by placement of what may feel like sacred or connecting to, to divine objects in our house as we group things. I mean, you know, we've, we, all three of us certainly have, have altars in our house. We all have groupings of, of stones or groupings of candles and um, of things that, that just do their job of, of that connection for us that we don't even think in terms of that that's a ritual, that what we've done to create that is a ritual. Dale, do you have thoughts on that?
2: I do, and I, um, I, you know, I, again, I realize that I, I do have little altars in my house. I um, have groupings. I, I love my stones, and I love uh, my crystals, and I have um, groupings, and I have um, one that I have stones in that I love to keep, that I sit out, and I love for people to come over, because if you'll notice, they will stare at them for a while. And then the next thing you know, they have their hands in the bowl and they're picking them all up and they're looking at them and and uh, right. they just can't leave them alone. But as I walk through my house during the day, I go over and in the little areas that I have the groupings, I will pick them up and look at them and I'll talk to them and thank them and I'll say, okay, this is what I want you to do for me. I ask them for <laughs> uh for different things, and um, I'm careful about um, especially my my quartz crystals because they're so powerful, and I ask them to cleanse other crystals and things like that. So those are like my my babies, and um, I would not have a house without them, and they each one have a purpose because they've all been pretty much hand-selected except for the really tiny ones. And I just love having them here, and it makes me, in my home, feel so loved and protected. And I think yeah. each one of them has a soul, you know. So oh, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the things that I just love about them. And I'm starting to feel that way about, my, about plant life and about plants in my yard and, and going out and just touching them. And, letting them know that they have someone that cares about them. And so I have that. I love that.
0: You you know, when I, I moved into a new house some months ago, and, and my neighbors, some of them have, have known me for a long time, but not in this setting and in this context. And one of my neighbors came in and was sitting here having um, an evening visiting, and, and she looked around my living room and she said, I know that every single rock I can see has a job, and it's placed in a particular place for a particular reason. Is that not true? And I laughed and said, "Well, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and she she pointed to a a quartz cluster on the coffee table, and she said, "Well, just just tell me about this one for starters." And so I explain what quartz clusters do in terms of of bringing people together and creating harmony in a a space. And um, and it would never occur to me to take that particular rock and move it
2: because it's
0: doing the job I've asked it to do in a specific location for a specific reason. And and when I look at that rock, I know it's doing its job. And for me, that connection is a part of that silent ritual work that we're talking about. Susan, thoughts from you?
1: I I have a uh, an arrangement on top of my fireplace, the fireplace mantle, and I, I wasn't I hadn't really thought about this until we started talking about it. But on the right are three different figures that represent the divine feminine. Uh, I think two of them are goddesses and one of them is, is uh, Mary with uh, the baby Jesus in her in her lap. And on the left are three different representations of... And in the center is my incense bowl. And almost every day I'll, I'll go there and I'll speak to those people <laughs> and light a stick of incense. And I can also light a candle there if I wish... This summer, and I saw him. Uh oh. And as I walked by, he said, "This is weird." And I stopped, and I went back, and I said, "Well, what's weird about it?" He said, "I don't understand it." And I explained to you, you've got different representations of of feminine energy and feminine uh, sacredness and divinity. And over here we've got male and they're from different cultures. So maybe you're not recognizing them. And he said, Oh, okay. And he went. <laughs> and I no more, Love. I know more thought that that catches attention because, you know, we don't see these things anymore. We don't see a bowl of rocks as odd. We don't see a grouping of divinity, from different cultures as odd through our eyes. And I think sometimes we forget that somebody into our com- coming into our home, especially a child, is going to go, hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> so I hadn't really had to explain that before. So that was, was an interesting experience for me to see that through, through his eyes.
0: Right. I hear you. You know, uh, some, some years ago,
1: um,
0: one of my students – looked at me and said you don't wear jewelry do you now the student was looking clearly at a necklace i had around my neck and i said nope no such thing don't wear jewelry he said every rock you wear has a meaning doesn't it and i said yes certainly it does and he said well then why do you always wear that turquoise bear on friday I laughed and said, <laughs> "Faculty meetings." <laughs> 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 Enough said. He got it. He knew it. He. This oh, I see. It. He he understood. He got why that turquoise bear was around my neck <laughs> <on> Friday. <laughs> that's so funny, and that's all I said was faculty meetings. <laughs> but so choosing, good. yeah, choosing what we wear. Uh, Is a silent ritual in in some ways, in that it's when it's done with consciousness in that connection to whatever we may need from Spirit or whatever we want to to give from Spirit. I know Susan and I have both been been together in places where we felt it was important and appropriate to cover our heads or to wear a certain piece of kind of clothing uh, in homage and respect. To mm-hmm. a place that
1: we were in, mm-hmm. I that, and that it can extend to color too—the colors that you sure. choose, uh, not Absolutely. just the degree of modesty, perhaps, uh, or or which crystal slash jewelry you decide to wear. It can extend to the color that that you wear on a certain day. You may you may choose something red if you need a little extra pop and a little extra fire in your day.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're at the halfway mark, Gail, so let me, let me stop here and remind folks of who we are and what they're listening to, and uh, we'll go from there. Folks, you, you are listening to Deb and Friends' Quest for Connection podcast, and I am your anchor host, Deb Bowen. My co-hosts this week are Susan Bollinger and Dale Ruttman. Uh, Susan calls herself a spiritual seeker. And Dale is a psycho, psych. i get it out in a minute. A psychic medium and a past life regressionist, and a lot of other things that uh, she can tell you about as we go along. Here, you can connect with us because that's the whole intent of this podcast. In many different ways, you can listen every week. A new episode airs at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights, nine o'clock Eastern Time on Tuesday nights on Blog Talk Radio and then is uploaded on Wednesday mornings to iTunes. You can also hear our uh, podcast episodes on our YouTube channel, and new ones get loaded up in batches on that, so I think we've got a couple more that need to be uploaded to our YouTube channel. You can connect with us on email at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram and on my website, debbowen.com. So we would love to connect with you and hear thoughts that you have about uh, the show and and what we do. We're uh, delighted to to be connected to you as well. Uh, Dale, is there anything that you want to share from or Susan from any work that you all are doing that you need to tell folks about?
2: Yes. um, I had some openings in um, August for some readings. And um, I'm going to... uh, Starting with today, I'm going to I'm going to make my email easy. I'm just going to use the one email, and I will send you information on this. Deb, Dale uh, Rut One at Gmail dot com. That's a lot easier than the other one I had, and people were getting confused. So we're just going to simplify it and use this one. And um and just make it make it very very easy and short so i do have some openings so if you want a reading or you want to talk to me about doing some past life regressions uh you can just email me there or go to our website where um you can reach me through that so that's my announcement for right now okay i I'm, I'm not sure
0: when i'll get time to get it all changed for you dale on all of our outlets but i will Okay, thank uh, so that's great. Thank you for that,
1: Susan. Anything for you? Sure. Um, my email address is mouse53 at gmail dot com, and I would love to hear about your experiences with any sacred space you may have created, any of your daily rituals, anything that you would like to share along those lines. Uh, Those items sometimes, of course, without your name will get mentioned in a future podcast if you have some great ideas that we haven't thought of and we just love to share those because that's what connection is about, is sharing our experiences with others and very often those experiences are good ideas that will help others on their path as well.
2: So thank you for that.
1: Sure, thank you.
0: Wonderful.
2: Um, yeah, you know. let, me, let me just say, if, if you don't mind, um, I'm not taking the other email down, so um, I'm checking both. So if if our okay. listeners want to email on the other one, I mean that that's fine too. But I'm just trying to for the future just simplify it, but nothing's changing. So if they go to our website and see that email, that's perfectly fine. So. That, Got gotcha. Good. So
0: for a little while, yeah. you'll have both up as we can transition them.
2: As, as long ne- as necessary, it's not a big deal at all. So. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I understand. Okay.
2: Wonderful. So the Hee Hee Wooty one is up, and
0: the oh, and yeah. the one that you're working to transfer to is Dale one at gmail dot com. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, one of the things that I love to do, as you both know, is to recommend at least one book every week that we recommend. And the book I would like to recommend for folks this week is by Brenda Knight, K N I G H T. And the name of the book is Rituals for Life. And Brenda explores in this book uh, some very formal rituals that we can do for particular holidays or occasions or events. Um, some that we can do in honor of the changing of the seasons, some for the transition of the moon in her various phases, and, and then also some of the things that we've been talking about today that uh, we don't necessarily conceptualize as rituals, and yet, and yet they are um, because it's, it, it, and it's different from routine. You know my putting on the coffee pot and taking a shower and all that that's that's routine, and it becomes routine in that um it's not necessarily conscious i mean I, certainly it is but but it's just kind of there, whereas my time of connection uh in those morning rituals, as all three of us I think is true, is much more of a ritual in that it's deliberate would Would you all agree
2: with that? definition yeah yes i totally agree with that yes
1: i do too deb and the word that popped into my head when you say putting on the coffee pot is just routine and kind of mindless it made me think of the concept of mindfulness because mm-hmm. mindfulness is not you know ceasing and meditating and having to be someplace else mentally for a long period of time. Mindfulness is just paying very close attention to what you're actually doing, even if you're making the coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great point. Um, when I teach meditation classes in face-to-face, one of the things that I often do is uh, pass around raisins or M&M's oh, yes. or mm-hmm. you know that exercise. And, yes, we do. Go ahead. Really conscious in, in just putting that item, whether it's a raisin, for example, in your mouth and, and feeling it and tasting it and chewing it and really spending time with that one little raisin. And that's mindfulness. It's Correct. That really heightened awareness and consciousness. Of what we're doing, yeah,
2: Dale thoughts from you well um you know you were we were taught you were talking about the mindfulness, and you know one of the things that um I think we all do, and I think a lot of our listeners do too, is you know we smudge, and um I know that um I think that's important, and that, that is a ritual, and, and being mindful of the fact that you know, a lot of energies come into our home from different sources, and we are mindful that it's nice to cleanse and clear it, and, because this is where we live, and uh, everybody that comes in brings a mood or a, um, some kind of energy of their experience of late. And we're mindful that not everybody comes in happy. And so when they leave, that energy stays with us. And so we can uh, do a ritual around smudging, or if we just go through the house and say a prayer. Um, And where we live um, may need a ritual from time to time, too. So it's We, even though we feel that we need to be mindful around ourselves, we can look at other things and be mindful around what those things need as well. So we can, even though our home is uh, nails and sticks and you know glass, we can look at that and say, you know what, this house has held all of the energy it might can hold for a week or a month or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I should be mindful in bringing a you know a ritual in here and let's get this house cleansed and cleared. So yeah, it's still, it's an still a container. <laughs> yes, it is, and it contains, it contains, and it contains, and and it's in an I, I can't say the no word, but an animate object, but it holds a lot of stuff. So be mindful that that may these are ritual we want to incorporate into our lives being mindful of that
0: you know dale you just used the word inanimate and i um that brings us back exactly to where where you started with with the smudging thought is the concept of energy and the concept that everything has a vibration. You and I have had many conversations about that and some that we'll probably have more in-depth in the future. But everything vibrates. Everything is energy. Everything it really, um, it really does. I mean, there really isn't any me or you or Susan standing here talking. It's, it's really about um, energy coalescing into, cer- into certain forms. And uh, years ago, <clears throat> I drove a beat-up old camper. I mean, a beat-up old camper. And I loved that camper. She had been a gift from my wonderful friend, Granny Jean, the palm reader, at a time in my life when I really needed it. It was, it was a, great, a great thing. And, and I really, really loved that truck. And my mama said to me, it is a sin to love an inanimate object as much as you love that truck. Those were her exact words. And my response to my mother was, she is not
1: inanimate.
2: Did she love um, you back? I, is that why you felt that way?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that truck and I had so much fun, and she did love me, and I was so poor in those days, and I remember a, a time when she started making this funky noise, and, and her name was Miss P. It's a long story what her name was. But anyway, I said, <laughs> Miss P, honey, you can't break. We don't have any money. You've got to get well on your own. But you did. <laughs> wow.
1: I love that. I <laughs> it's love a true that. story. <laughs> and and the
0: one time that I was afraid she was going to leave me on the side of the road, her uh, the clutch went uh, on a Sunday afternoon mm. on a country road. And uh, this man stopped. And he I had, I had reverse and fourth. It was a five-speed truck. And he said, do you know how to pop a clutch? And I said, I, I do. And he said, okay, put her in fourth, and when you hit the speed, you pop that clutch, and don't you stop again till you get home. And I didn't. And I lived on an island, and, and it was a holiday weekend. And as I <gasps> I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get caught by the bridge that opens at the top of the hour. And I went flying across that bridge, the bridge tender blowing his horn at me as he was dropping the rails behind me. But I got home. <sighs> <laughs> mm, mm,
1: mm, mm. I jumped mm, the bridge. Mm, mm.
2: I had, I had a boat one she time that old. i thought loved i had a boat one time that i thought loved me but i don't think it loved me as much as your pamper loved you oh she did
0: love me i i still talk about you i mean you hear this in my voice folks of, of that truck in the relay and i have so i mean i could do a whole show on me and miss T and, and about the notion that things aren't inanimate you know well, let's if you do, think i'm bad do. with the truck Let's do. It. If you think I'm bad talking about my truck and not being an Uh let me. And you wait until I get to my cat. You know. <laughs> but um, but that brings me to another point. Is on her
2: dashboard,
0: and on the dashboard of every vehicle I've had for as long as I have lived in this metaphysical world, there has been an altar in my vehicle. Always, there is fire, air, earth, water, and spirit in my vehicle. On the and dashboard, in a, in a cup somewhere. Susan, I know that's true in your vehicle
1: too. Well, I was actually thinking about that as you were telling us about your wonderful truck, and, and Dale was was talking about her boat. And that is what what are the
2: rituals
1: that we um, that we use when we get in our car in the morning, and we're we're driving okay. somewhere. Is there some kind of a blessing that you say for safe passage? Do you ask for, yes. for protection? These these yes. altars that we have, or a quartz crystal. I don't think my husband has anything in his car, but he says those he says those blessings. He says those, uh, as Harry and Hawaiian, he would say, those enchantments <laughs> uh-huh. for for protection and safety. Yes. Oh yeah.
0: You know, Susan, folks, taught me a wonderful thing some time ago. I have, um, for many years, envisioned a bubble of light and protection around my vehicle. And and because I'm an old beach girl, I see that bubble in my mind's eye as being made of fiberglass. Because fiberglass is pretty darn tough. So I always envision a bubble. And for a long time, I always thought of that bubble as protecting me. And Susan and I were talking about this one night, and we were talking, it was in the fall, and uh, a lot of deer on the road between her house and mine. And she, tell them what you said, Susan.
1: Oh, the, the blessing I say when, when I start driving is, is goddess, protect your creatures from me.
0: And boy did I feel about a half an inch high when she said that. Oh, no, did Oh no. Mm-hmm. Because I no, 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 it's fine. Don't feel that don't feel bad. Because I'd not thought about that, that it from that direction. It had all been about me, protect me, as opposed to me needing to ask for protection for the world around me from me. And ever since then I have incorporated that into my ritual, into my driving ritual, Susan. So I thank you for that. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, I think that was, I, I had always been afraid because so many people in this part of the world have, have hit an animal, and and that just, the thought of doing that just mortified me, just mortified me, and and I think that's probably where that came from, was my connection to the animal kingdom, sure. and I, I didn't want to have to do that, I didn't want to have to go through that, <laughs> it's too painful.
0: Ugh. I be
1: avoided.
0: It, it is painful. <laughs> I, know. I know. So so we're back to mindfulness and consciousness and an awareness not only of of ourselves and and our environment and our homes or our vehicles but the bigger world around
1: us. And yeah you know now deb i've been in a vehicle with you and you do this uh, i do this and i know because i've been with you i know you do it too and i, I dale you probably do as well as if you are driving down the road and you do pass uh an animal that has been hit and and the earthly remains that will be turned back in into earth in some form or another we always say a blessing for that creature
0: Absolutely,
1: yes. absolutely,
0: yes. and and my friends on the reservation carry tobacco in their vehicles, and when they pass um, a, a body on the side of the road, they stop and scatter tobacco and say prayers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we do that. Yeah, we do. Um, my
2: my my car my car ritual is when I get in my car, I ask the universe to keep me safe on the road, and all those who travel with me. And that includes road range people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, And every time I see a disabled car on the side of the road, I send a blessing to that car and that owner. And every time I see um, an, an animal that has been killed on the side of the road, I always... Um, send a blessing to that animal. And I will have to say so far I have not had to um, be a part of any road rage or anything like that. And it seems like I've always had nice drivers to drive with. Um, So that part I'm very appreciative of, you know. Mm -hmm. And I I think these things really work. I really do believe these, all these things really work. Uh, it makes a big difference. Totally I think you're, you're right, it. Dale.
1: I think it does. Yeah. You one? know,
0: another thing that um, when we speak of the world in the bigger world that I do, um, that I invite people to try as well, is I have a very long, skinny. It's about maybe two inches wide, and and I keep taping more paper to it, a piece of paper that has names of people that I'm praying for. For example, if I've ever done a reading for you, your name is on that sheet. Um, My friends, I mean, I can't even tell you how many names are are now on that piece of paper. uh, It's very long of people who who in some way have asked me to pray for them or that uh, I know are in some kind of health crisis or, or whatever. And, and the paper is folded in such a way that what, when, when, if you were to see it, if you were to walk into my house and see the piece of paper, the words you see on the outside are world peace. And that piece of paper sits on my altar underneath a rose quartz pyramid. And what that does is because the shape of a pyramid radiates and sends energy out. And Rose Quartz, of course, is for love and and prayer. And so I have this piece of paper with a piece of Rose Quartz pyramid on top of it that sends out these prayers for me even when I'm not consciously doing it, when I'm not consciously Mm -hmm. praying. Those prayers are, are constantly going out. And, and I, um, I love that. I'm, I'm, I, it feels right to me to do that. So just something else to throw out there that's another silent thing that happens in my house that there's never a word spoken about it, you know, except now that I've done it on the air. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely lovely. It really is. But I have a really silly question to ask. Uh-huh. Does your name ever come off the list? No,
0: no,
2: even
1: <laughs> e- <laughs> well, leave mine on there. <laughs> what do I have to do to get off that list?
2: <laughs> Just leave mine on there.
0: I need you every day. <laughs> I, I I hear you, Dale, and and here's why it doesn't is that even though the immediate crisis or the immediate need that the, that the name went on the list for uh, uh-huh. may have have been taken care of and gone, folks still need our prayers. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So so once your name's on my list, you're always on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd have a good answer. (laughs) Here's here's another thing, and this was a lovely gift from Susan, is a little uh, sign that's beautifully uh, calligraphied and and, um, ornately Drawn, and it just—it's a little—I don't know—maybe four by five uh, sign that says "Blessed be all who enter here," and I have it framed, and it sits by my front door. Oh yes, it
2: from Susan. Beautiful. It is beautiful. I
1: like that. I like that. Me Mine's too. a little sticker, and it's—it's it's actually stuck on my glass door. I think yours used to be too, but the framing was a good idea too. It'll probably last longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I needed, I needed to move it, and, and so this was a good way to do it. So it just says, you know, blessed be all who enter here. So um, so there we go. I also have another one that says, uh, that's in another frame that says, Mary meet, and merry part, and merry meet again, for beyond this door there be dragons. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: while, we're, while we're talking about song, it's another form of silent ritual. People have flags in their yard with messages on them. I had a little, a little ceramic uh, sign that just says peace. And I think I got it at Dollar General at Christmas time or something. And I had it hung under, under a wreath at, at, during the winter holidays. And when I was putting everything away, I decided, well, I just don't want peace at this time of year. I want peace all year round. And I left it up, and that's still up. So Signs too. I, I have the word
0: peace on a little sign that sits, sits um, strong in the middle of a
1: fine wreath, and the only thing I do is change the ribbon on the wreath according to the Aha. Well, that makes sense so you yeah. But that's that's another place to think about silent rituals. Is is what you have at your entryway when people come in. Or or you when you come in and out and, and then what that energy is at at your front door.
2: I bet <laughs> so, you know, some of like our listeners I-
1: well,
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I bet some of our listeners really have some cool silent rituals too that we haven't even heard of or thought of. Um, I know probably around different holidays they probably do, and um, I like I like ones that are really unique. Um, and you know, I if if they would write those in, I think that would be wonderful. I, I would love to read what they what they do and what they say. Um, right, so there right. Were cool ones out there, you know. I think, yeah, beneath, particularly around the with each
1: other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we can revisit this particularly around other holidays because we we do have I, we do so much more with rituals, I think, than we realize we do. And as Susan pointed out earlier in the hour, uh, so much of this is about mindfulness and reframing and reconceptualizing our daily activities in terms of connection to ourselves and the world around us and to universal energy. And I think that's a really... Important piece of all of this. I think that's really, a, it's fun for me. You know, give me a flat Absolutely. surface and I'll build an altar. So you know, I love this. But
2: <laughs> 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 <such a> <laughs> And you build good ones too. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. <laughs> it's it's too, it's too bad the listeners can't see, you know, some of the ones you build' because they are so cool. They just really are well,
0: thank you, and you know when when I do some that are appropriate to share with people, I'll be happy to post pictures on our Facebook page about that uh, and speaking of which gals, we are about out of time here so let's uh let me just hear from each of you if you have
1: parting words, and then I'll wrap us up. Susan, can I start with you? Sure. I just encourage our listeners to take a moment and they've probably done this during this episode and and think about the things that you do and realize that perhaps you really are more connected than than you realize that you are if there's anything that you'd like to add I hope we've given you some good ideas of very simple things that take moments it's just a matter of remembering to do them put a sign up for yourself add it to your list of daily things to do, because many of us are list makers. (laughs) Yeah. Just just add gratitude as one of the items.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for that.
2: Dale? Uh Uh-huh. I just wanted to add, I mean, what Susan said was so perfect, but I just wanted to add, you know, if you're going to add something, uh, just, add something that makes you feel good. You know, uh, if you're going to put some little notes up in your bathroom, or make sure that it's something that makes you feel good. Um, you know, kind of take the inventory of your day and see if you've got three or four minutes that you can um, think about something, be mindful of something that, uh for protection or makes you feel better or some things you can do that, makes your house feel good, and and make it fun.
0: Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Dale Rutman and Susan Bollinger, for being my co-host this week on Deb and Friends' Quest for Connection podcast. I am Deb Bowen, and just delighted and honored that you have joined us. I so invite you to check us out on Facebook and Instagram and on my website and see some of my services at debbowen.com. Reminder that you can hear us on Blog Talk, iTunes, and YouTube. So we'd love to connect with you folks as well. Thank you so much for being a part of Deb and Friend's Quest for Connection podcast. And until we meet next week, keep questing. Take
1: care, folks. Good night. Good night.